Hi, I'm Carlin. I'm Amanda. I'm Courtney. I'm Christina. And I'm Danielle, and this is the Beta Beach Podcast. And today I'm going to talk about the Clearwater Monster. I'm very excited about this one um, because I'm really I'm the only person in this room who hasn't heard about it. Oh, no. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't either. Haven't? Yeah, no. No, oh, okay. I've heard that it is apparently wild, but yeah. I, have, I don't it's, know. It's the a story. hold on. Danielle, is it like Skunk Ape? Uh, it's, it's not like Skunk Ape. Okay, Skunk Ape is awesome. Okay, Carlin's over yeah. there just like smiling. She's <laughs> like, I do know what it's I about. I do know what it's about. <laughs> she's she's been sure so excited. I'm sure, no, I definitely have. Yeah, I do not no, know the entire story. No, you don't understand. The whole week Carlin has been like, I can't wait for the Clearwater Monster. <laughs> well, see, what I think is going to happen is they're going to be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what at the end and I am really looking forward to that moment. So I think you know the twist but there's okay so I got all of my information from 90% is the St. Pete Times um, from their microfilms they're also online on our website we have a database um, and there's some from the Clearwater Sun that's also online and it was just a rabbit hole to go down these things if you ever have to do research you will just take six years because I kept going <laughs> to different stories um, but it was incredible. So we're going to start in the, the great old year of 1948. Um, it was a great year. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very. We all remember <laughs> it was 1948. Um, February 28th is the very first article I found. Actually, the article is to 29th. It happened on the 28th. The very early morning, tracks were discovered on Clearwater Beach. They appeared to come from the water, and they roamed the shoreline, and I've seen from two miles to five miles. And then they go back in the ocean, and there's nothing else. And this was kind of where Pier 60 is now. There used to be a pavilion there, and now there's not. But um, along the, the monster destroyed it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the pavilion had um, a seawall, and there were scratch marks on it that seemed like he was trying to climb up the seawall. Okay, but what did the tracks look like? Like, were they like. Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the uh, tracks have like varied in description throughout the years. Like, I'd go from articles from the 40s to the 50s, and they'd be different. But. Basically, they're always three toes, three claws. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all make three fingers, even though um, no one can see us. They were compared <laughs> to the size of dinner plates, so about eight inches across, like 13 feet wide, like tall. Like, oh my god. Wait, like, wait, 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 sorry, 13 inches. Oh, okay. oh my god, I'm I'm just I was sorry. like Godzilla. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking that. Uh, 13, 13 inches, inches. like um, height and then uh, width would be eight inches. And they're about... That's a, still a big that's track. A big yeah. And yeah. four big to foot. six feet apart, like uh, So like the gate. Oh like, my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. That's a big animal. That's long big legs. Boys. And so there are three, uh, three like toad uh, footprints. And um, they showed up early in the morning, and police were absolutely baffled. Immediately, they got the chief of the police involved in this, because Naturally. of course they needed to. His name was Chief J.J. Elliott. That oh, is a I good 40s that. name. Good, yeah, J.J. Yeah. Elliott on the case. J.J. The very first thought, um, I won't get into too many theories until a little further, but the first thought was sea turtle, and it was immediately was struck it? down. Yeah, was it? Wait, what? The Who first said that? J.J.? <laughs> J.J.'s looking at these. Has he ever seen a apart, sea turtle? Just like the biggest sea turtle I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, God. He's got his fancy hat on, you know. <laughs> the tracks were... Um, decided not to be that because um, because it's conceivable. 
No, the actual reasoning was um, the tail slash like the back end of a turtle drag, so there's like a line, so it's like. So that's the. That's the only reason it was okay. And then I ended up researching turtle trackings to see how similar they were, and they weren't. So I don't know why. But this was the very first thing you looked at. Make sure. Very thorough. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, the first sighting, photos were taken and sent to the Smithsonian Institution for personal, for possible identification. Imagine if you sent it to the Smithsonian and you got it back and they were like, yeah, it's a turtle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really big turtle. I did go through the Smithsonian records and they did not have anything in their um, archives. So on they this. probably got it and was like, what is this? We don't know what this is, so we're just going to pretend that this And then it turned out the previous night, Thursday night, so this was found Friday morning, the police got an anonymous call from a man saying his girlfriend was scared very badly by some large sea animal. A guy calling to say his girlfriend was very scared kind of makes me think he was scared too. <laughs> he, he does, yeah, he's, he's gonna be My, like, uh, girlfriend, who I swear exists. And she's from Canada, they don't have monsters up there, so. <laughs> she's never seen the sea before, so. <laughs> so that was um, Friday night, or Friday morning, and then the next day, so Saturday morning, reports went out that tracks were again spotted. Uh, now they were uh, about foot wide and 18 inches long. And so it got bigger. <laughs> it's the daddy or the mommy. Um, the monster ate something and then grew in size like in a video game. <laughs> it leveled up. Or the it first one the was the baby. And this is the mom. <laughs> it ate the girlfriend. The boyfriend is just like, man, she was real scared. Was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but why was he anonymous? Like, like was well, he embarrassed? Um, I've learned he, from my research a lot of people didn't tell the police their name. And they did, did they ask, like... Oh, I don't know. Okay, Forgot you gotta, to you, gotta yeah. like, you gotta remember this is the forties. That's true. Like, I don't want anyone to know my name either. Yeah. If I saw a monster, though, I did like... introduce myself at the beginning of the podcast, so that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's <doing great. laughs> and then that uh, article, the first one, someone actually wrote in and said that they reported seeing a strange creature in the Gulf with a round face and about a foot wide and a gray body about two feet wide. The face was a foot wide. Yes. Oh my what? God. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a manatee. <laughs> oh, Kinda, yeah. yeah. Um, she was also from Canada, but they don't have those. So. Yeah. Um, that guy who called was named Earl Hayes of Robinson the Third. Oh, but he was very fancy er, name. He was wasn't embarrassed. Earl Hayes of Robinson the Third. That's that's what the article said. There's an of in his name. Yeah. What? Earl a title? <laughs> I don't know. Earl Hayes. Uh, um, and then the article ended, this is the last line, per, uh, Police Chief J.J. Elliott poo-poos the idea of a sea monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sea turtle. J.J. Elliott was soon to eat his words. <laughs> this sounds like a comic book. Like, legit, it sounds like a comic book. I think it's just that's how people in the 40s talk. <laughs> so, this was mostly from the Tampa Bay Times and then the uh, Clearwater Sun as well. So, that was most of the information from different articles from the very first two articles posted. It's the um, first sighting. The first sighting of the two, because there's two days in a row. Um, nothing for a while. And then, come the end of the month, about the three weeks later, March 21st, uh, J.F. Peacock, chief of the sheriff's oh, identification. Yes. <laughs> he was the chief of the sheriff's identification bureau. He received what? A- <laughs> Euro? Euro. <laughs> Buru. <laughs> That's how they talk to the foreign. <laughs> That's what they call it on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> J.F. Peacock, Chief of the Sheriff's Identification Bureau. All right? Yeah. <laughs> received a call around 11.30 p.m. March 21st to come to the Indian Rocks Bridge and to hurry. 
the monster was there. I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, JJ and Peacock sounds like a really good like. Ooh. It's a detective yeah. team. Yes. yes. Yeah, I would read that like yeah. series of novels. Yeah. JJ and Peacock in the Clearwater Monster. Yes. <laughs> On the case. Alright, so when he arrived, there was no monster, but there were tracks coming Man. out of the water. Yeah. He didn't arrive fast enough. And then right back in. It's because he didn't come alone. Um, I will note from here and from before, there have been no footprints um, in the vicinity of the sand until the people came and found them and called the police. Okay, it's, yeah, but they're by the water, you can swim. But the tracks are, yes, they, they could swim, but so can the monster. Especially since the, tr- the tracks gum out of the water and then go back in. So yeah. like, you could just swim like, I don't know, a ways up the beach and then get back out over there. At least two miles though. So he's not like... Olympic swimmers oh. are really committed to pranks. You can't trust them. It was actually the Olympic winner this year. Yeah. Michael Phelps. You were right here. 1948. <laughs> Michael Phelps was the big one. Katie Ledecky was the little yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're time traveling. Oh, wow. just to just to mess around in Clearwater. They earned those Clearwater. or Indian Rocks Beach. No, yeah. what is it? They're, yeah, they're Indian beach. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, the second both. one, the second sighting three weeks later was Indian Rocks. Oh, I was right um, both times. <laughs> uh, the man Peacock said that one the man. The man Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to start that. Over. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Daniel. The chief J.F. Peacock. He. Was told he was told when he arrived that one man was scared almost to death when he saw the monster. Wait, wait, wait. That's a little. That's a little excessive. Very. Um, I mean, what would you do if you just saw this like, I'd probably like, Godzilla like monster crawl out of the I'd ocean? Be like, wow, that's crazy. I'd be so, like, that's sick. So wait, they talked to <laughs> the guy that saw the monster. I'd probably try and talk this to it. This is quoted. Uh, Peacock was told that one man was scared almost to death when he saw the monster. So I think he talked to somebody who saw it. Okay, How but here's, but here's my How thing. How did he know that he got scared almost to death? Yeah. Yes. And you just said that there were no other footprints in the vicinity. So how was there someone around there? No, I said there was no prints found before the people. So they made prints when they saw them, but they didn't see any people prints. Like, there's no other footprints besides like the ones that like walk up and then like bolt. Away. Like if, like if, <laughs> okay, like if, the, if like the, the person man. ran up and was yeah. like, "Oh crap, there's a monster!" The and, like, yeah. like if the, the man peacock yeah. and the guy who saw the <laughs> monster, they walk up to the prints. There's no prints around except the ones they just okay. left. Yeah. Okay. Um, the police chief, um, back to Mr. JJ Elliot. Elliot, thank you. He is still keeping an eye out for the monster. He wanted to let the public know he's still on it. But he didn't believe it was a monster. I'm still let the public know he is on the monster situation. <laughs> Do not worry. Can you just imagine having to give, like, a that, like... Imagine there's, like, real crime happening. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, no, I've like... i an eye on that monster. Yeah. So that was a Friday night, and then so two days later on Sunday, and it's been thousands of people that have come to visit Indian Rocks Beach to see the footprints. And then we're going to meet Miss Woodrow Freeman. I am... Oh, <laughs> okay. She sounds important. Miss Woodrow Freeman comes um, comes forward and claims her dog saw the monster at 10.30 p.m. <laughs> Wait, That's did the dog eating. tell her? Or did it just fire? <laughs> like, and she was, didn't see it. The dog was the furiously yelping about an hour before the tracks were discovered and the police was called. Like, Fido runs up to her and is like, you'll never believe what I saw, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a monster. <laughs> And this is where the story goes from good to great. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. It wasn't great before? Shortly after. Um, the This was before the tracks were found. This was after the dog was barking. The sheriff was called by a man who gave his name as John Moore. Residents say the ghost of a man named Moore has been hovering. 
He has, died seven years ago. <laughs> the ghost of a man named Moore has been hovering around the beach since Moore was killed there some time ago in an accident. Wait. Wait. <laughs> so not only is there a sea monster, there's a ghost? Yes. You're working at the station late one night and you get a call <laughs> and you're like, yeah, Mr. John Moore left a message. You're talking to the chief and the chief is like, John Moore? <laughs> this article is separate from the previous one. Um, so this actually could be the gentleman that called the police that we were all making fun of for the being anonymous. The no, not the girlfriend. The one from the, the, the same girlfriend. Indian Rock Beach. Uh, the one who was almost scared to death. Oh, well, that, yeah, and that's the, why he thought they thought he was almost scared to death, because oh, he was dead. Oh, my God. I guess anytime you get scared, you're scared to death. <laughs> I would make that joke all the time if I was a ghost. Like, Absolutely. oh, you almost scared me to death. <laughs> yeah. Did, so were these people like, yeah, we got a call. We got a call from a ghost. It's fine. We're going to take this tip just well, so seriously. It seems like he gave his name over the phone as John Moore. And then when they went there, the police were like, where's Mr. Moore? And they're like, Moore, you say. <laughs> yeah. He's been dead seven years. Um, I did try to, they said he had tried to contact. Like Mr. Moore, right? They, <laughs> they whip out the Ouija, Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> the, the police chief Ouija board, the official one. Oh, I would love that. The, the peacock ar- brand Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> the article says he was killed some time ago, so I did try to trace back that name about 10 years to see if I could find an accident in Indian Rocks Beach, and I cannot, but also John Moore is a very common name. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the only mention we will ever get of John Moore because the there's ghost? no other ghost research on this man. And They're like, yeah, whatever. Let's just go to Indian Rock Speech and try to talk it to him. It was yeah. one line in Mr. an article Moore. and we moved on. Okay. We go there to contact Mr. Okay, Moore so and he's like, finally, someone's come to hear my story. And we're just like, have you seen the Clearwater Monster? <laughs> I mean, like, newspapers in the 40s were wild. Like, they're just like, yeah, this was a ghost who called them in this tip. And then, like, they About just move on. <laughs> anyway, just like, okay, moving on to the monster. All right, and then we're going to move on <laughs> to the about two more weeks on April 11th. There were tracks at the Philippi Hammock. That is around Safety Harbor. Yeah, it's beautiful. One of my favorites. Somehow this monster has now traveled from Indian Rocks either around the peninsula of Pinellas. I mean, it's probably pretty big. Or he climbed it's, over and It has and a six-foot stride. I'm just imagining this guy looks easy. like a tailless Godzilla, so... Why yeah. tailless, specifically? Because yeah. he didn't have a tail drag. Oh, I see. Uh, Maybe he should sell it up. Like a cat. Or oh. he went over land and traveled across. I mean, that's he walked certain. only on pavement to leave no footprints yeah. in between. I think he, he was followed the rules. Of the he road. probably swam. If it's a sea monster, I'm sure he could swim that far. Yeah, yeah. in no time. Were the tracks Especially right? if it was two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. he's just trying to find his spot in <laughs> Pinellas that he likes. Reporter for the Times. Um, this guy's name is Dick Bockwell or Bockwell. Nice. He seemed to write most of the articles on this monster, and he wrote a lot of the ones from before and most of the ones further. I don't know if he had a strange love for this monster, but he seemed to be the most joyous in writing. Um, maybe he had an They titled him Old no. Ugly. Maybe Aww. he... Maybe this guy, the reporter, is like a Peter Parker's Spider-Man situation. Oh my he's god, he's Like, when he's monster. in the water, he, he looks really like the monster. He really dunked on himself in yeah. yeah. He's like, s- man... Called him Big Ugly. So self-esteem issues. Uh, he wrote another article about him and got uh, very excitedly told the paper that an editor had received a letter from the monster himself. The monster has now... This monster can write? Started a... I'm impressed. A dialogue no. between the newspaper He and wants himself. to be caught. This is, a, this is a Peter Parker situation. Absolutely. The editor received the letter and... Um, he is written from Sigsby Deep, Gulf of Mexico. This is the deepest point 
in. I thought that was his name. Sick no. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is letter is from from. this was the return <laughs> address. a great name. The return <laughs> address to this letter was six B deep. It's a r- roughly triangular basin in the deepest part of the Gulf. And I didn't take the whole letter, but I got some excerpts. He says he's just a friendly old dinosaurus, which is um, dinosaurus, I think maybe, um, which is a species of dinosaur with the three toes, sort of like a giant salamander. Nice. I'm seeking a place to come out on the beach and sun my arthritis. So now we know he's Aww. old. Okay. I but I, I have to say, I'm starting to suspect that the monster might not be real. Um, <laughs> how dare you? Rude. What was his handwriting like? Was it cut out, um, like, magazine letters? <laughs> like they did not specify. Out? Like, did, did he hold a pen? Yeah, like, no, with his three toes. I mean, I have a question. Have we gotten to the twist yet? Is this not twisty enough? I just think every, every there was the ghost was the twist. Oh, okay. Because, no. like, no. There's three, more, there's yeah, there's been three, like, like three wild twists. things. That's yeah. Okay, the research for this has been great. The next line he writes is, I'm a strict vegetarian, nearly. Oh. oh. I'll oh. confess to a slight taste for tax collectors. They're so chewy. Was John Moore a tax collector? Now we oh, know how John no. Moore died. John, if you're out there, <laughs> contact us. Mr. John Moore. We will interview right. you for this podcast. Yes. Just reach out. Ghost email. And then he signed it. With Clearwater Monster. Um, those were his main points. He basically wanted to visit the city of Clearwater and like enjoy the tourists. And he actually um, enjoy <laughs> the tourist area. <laughs> the and primarily he, tax collector <laughs> tourists. <laughs> he tried to reach out to the city, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, and to not be antagonized. And it was just like, I just want to like visit you guys and learn about the people. And he felt like he was being... Uh, chased? Yeah, like chased away. Persecuted. I mean, someone called him big ugly, so I think he might be onto something. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah, that's yeah. So How rude. would you like going on vacation and somebody just... Yeah, like, I'm like, big ugly. You're big ugly. <laughs> the Times Up County foreign correspondent Ralph Reed. So now we've reached the foreign correspondent to contact this monster. He did not believe the kind words this monster had to say. <laughs> oh! And he was quoted saying, I will remain on the battle line until this case is solved, even at the risk of horrible death from this triple-toed inhuman monster. Oh, so this guy wasn't like, I don't believe that this came from the monster. He's like, I don't believe the monster means what it says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, came from the this monster, monster has a bad vibe, <laughs> and I'm not buying what he's selling. I don't trust selling. this monster, this mm. very literate monster. I heard I admire this guy's dedication to journalism, though. <laughs> I will remain on the battle lines. <laughs> like, wow. And this was so, this was April, and then there was silence for the rest of the summer until November. And um, actually, September and November. So it was in the same area, in the Suwannee River. So now we've already. That's way up again. north. We've moved further north. Keep plenty um, of time. Yeah. And there were prints found again. Plaster casts were actually made. And some estimated the beast weighed nearly 2,000 pounds by the pressure of this in the ground. 2,000? 2,000 pounds. pounds. So he, he is like Godzilla. Um, so this was in uh, September, and then in November. I feel like 2000 isn't like that much. Like, it's like a rhinoceros, I think. Yeah, yeah it's not like, like Godzilla. It's like, a, it's like a dinosaur. It's a baby Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, this right. story has started to travel. It hit national news. From North Carolina covered it, New York City, New York, um, and then Portland, Oregon. And uh, another man in New York, a radio scientist, Ivan Sanderson, he's actually a well-published author, he visited the Suwannee and started camping there with some other scientists and trying to catch the monster. 
and they were like really hanging out and they could not find anything. That's how you get a vacation paid for. Yeah. yeah. And like, then I just I, I like a how budget to go catch a monster yeah. like on the Swanee Florida. River. Florida's been making news for the best reasons since the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> And they came up with nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, great who could have thought? But I will say that um, the post from Portland, Oregon, there was a so that was published there. The a man in Oregon named W. R. Walls. He wrote into the Tampa Bay Times, and he has a theory. He thinks the tracks were made by the moon goose. Because <laughs> I know the straight face. Sorry. The moon goose. The moon goose. The moon goose. Is this, Is this a, a real thing? Is it the goose that lives on the moon? He says it's a bird that lives on the moon. Okay. And he's quoted saying, I have seen many of them in Alaska. <laughs> they fly straight up and are about 20 feet. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. They fly, about, they fly straight up and are about 20 feet tall and have fur instead of feathers. They are weird. They, they are weird. weird. You know okay. what? I concur. Mr. Walls, I concur. sound very objective. Yeah, I'm not sure what to say about How does he that? know they have fur instead of feathers? How He's seen them he many times. Guy? Well, they're 20 feet tall. It's easy. Oh, their fur is extremely large yeah. because they're large? <laughs> like, big fur. Yeah. yeah. The moon They were weird. They were weird. He says he's seen many of them in Alaska, and they fly straight up to the moon. Okay. As you would. I mean, you'd want to take a roundabout path. That's not normal. Yeah, I mean, Alaska does have the highest rate for um, UFO sightings in the U.S. I was that Alaska has the highest known moon goose population. <laughs> well, they do. They would be, yeah. Unidentified flying object. Yeah. I really like that theory. It's all coming say. together, guys. I yeah, I like the moon goose. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot so, of sense. There was actually nothing after the Swanee tracks. And during the Swanee time, it was kind of uh, a slow time for tourists. And so a lot of speculation happened there that it was a tourist trap that they- No. (laughs) In Florida? We would never. They purposefully put traps there to encourage people to come visit because of what happened at Indian Rocks Beach a while back. Saying that they put traps there made it sound like they, they left out like bear traps. Like that's what so, we call tourist traps well, here. Unfortunately, yeah. So the, the lot of people around that time started to lose interest because because they just thought it was a, a tourist trap. Honestly, they're like, this is just for people to come. Like they don't think it's a real monster anymore. Call me when you have real monster tracks. I mean, I just I'm just we would never do that here in Florida. Tourist trap. No. And then there was actually no other recorded sightings, not in the paper that I found, until about 10 years later, in 1958, on July 23rd, tracks were spotted on the Courtney Campbell Causeway, 10 years later. No one seemed to care at that point. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, he he missed his mark. Old news now. Yeah. yeah. And after that, there was really nothing else, uh, nothing reported. And then in 1987, the USA Today actually did an article called Creatures That Haunt the USA. And they did this special article. They claimed it was a 10-foot-tall penguin making the tracks on the beaches. It was weird. And this started... It was weird. We don't have penguins. It has fur instead of feathers. <laughs> the giant penguin had been extinct for many years before this. Yeah, we don't have penguins here. You know. The original story went. said that they it said it got lost. Sometimes we get animals that wash up that, like, took a wrong turn. That's a real wrong turn. Yeah. It's just they saw <laughs> the Marriott and they, they got scared. I told you to ask for directions. I will say the Clearwater Monster does not have a Wikipedia article, but yes. the the giant penguins of Florida does. So, okay. <laughs> well, that's that. That's that's so. If you want to check out the giant penguin Wikipedia article. <laughs> I think 
think we need to write the Clearwater Monster Wikipedia. I think I mean, we, we should. We, mm-hmm. we clearly could. So there's, th- that's just it? That was the no, last, that was 1987. Okay. That's when the penguin story started coming up. Not only more tracks, but people were like, oh, it was why a giant do you think penguin? it was a penguin? That's and a good question. The penguins drag their tails too, though, so. That's true. The Tampa Bay Times actually reached out to the USA Today and be like, "How? where did you get this information? And they said it was an author who is now out of country. And she never wrote back. Convenient. <laughs> She's in Canada. She's yeah. in Canada. Okay, She's then. also my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And they also wrote about Ivan Sanderson again, who had wrote about the Clearwater Monster. He did not mention a penguin, I don't believe. But I like how they're like, why do you think it was a giant penguin? Like, I don't know, man. Do you want me to say it was a monster? Yeah. Like, <laughs> some lady told us. And so I can tell you, we have now have the case has been solved. And we know who did it or what did it. And we know... Pretty much the truth. The penguin. So would you like to guess what we caught, what we saw? Do you know, does someone admit to releasing an alligator or their pet penguin? On the so do, are we going to go around alligator. and say what our, what our guesses are? Yeah, I would like to know what you guys' thoughts were. I will say, I'm going to go back to the lady with the dog. The dog was right. <laughs> it was the dog. <laughs> At about 1.30 a.m., Mr. and Mrs. Freeman said they saw a boat in the gulf in the rear of their home. The boat almost came to shore. So one theory, and this was a common theory throughout the time was that someone would advance to the shore by boat and then swim up on stilts and then walk around and then head back to their boat and I mean I mean not stilts on the sand not to like you know be a wet blanket about this but that's what I've been thinking this entire time I've been listening to the story I'm like Christina's got it all figured out I'm like this is like the same thing like those two guys in England who were making crop circles this is not like Skunk Ape it's not real like Skunk Ape oh yeah oh but Skunk Ape is real yes you don't. You can't just pick and choose. People have seen any skunk eggs actually in person, in Amanda. Dreams. Christina calls skunk egg pop pop, <laughs> and he was her favorite pop pop. Yes. I mean, I don't know why we're debating this. We got a letter from the monster. Like we know he's real. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what? Oh, I would say and he's a vegetarian. The article, oh, mostly. The article really tried to like kind of be jovial and silly. I don't feel like, and I can't guarantee this, but from what I've read, it doesn't seem like the true monster wrote that article. It looks like somebody else decided to have fun in the game. Wow. I think I, that's... Are you telling me that people can lie? I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't think so. Personally, I'm a big fan of the moon goose. I think it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I admire that. What do you think, Courtney? I think it's the monster. He wrote us a letter. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't lie. Okay. Right. Okay, so. So 30 years have passed. It was 1958 when the last tracks were saw on the Courtney Campbell. Mm-hmm. And um, a Times reporter was interviewing a pair of Wait, bo- wait, wait. It was when? When the, the 1958. 58 was, was the, the last, last signing of tracks. Signing of tracks, okay. Um, the article in 87 came out because of okay. books being published. Mm-hmm. And then 30 years passed, and this is also from the Tampa Bay Times. A Times reporter was interviewing a pair of local missionaries when they told her she should talk to a specific ge- uh, gentleman. And now I have left a little bit of information out. Uh, throughout the How article. Are we supposed to solve the mystery? <laughs> the no, there's not. There's not like something that literally would have helped, but a lot of articles would say at the very end, some people's eyes are on a specific individual in the community or something of that effect. Pretty much, and they would never say anything else. They wouldn't say who it was. They would just say, like, we kind of know who it is. 
But you know, it's a prank, a prankster of sorts. Someone you know, who seems old to do like to Dave break who lives down the street <laughs> with his big old feet, <laughs> six foot long legs. It seemed the city, which only had a fifteen thousand people population at the time, at least in '48, um, they all seemed to know who would be the gag kind of person in the area. <laughs> Everyone knows Big Ugly Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what a clown that guy is. So the missionaries pointed the Times reporter to like missionaries. Tony Signorini, longtime friend of his. Um, they urged the reporter to ask what he was hiding. The writer showed up at Signorini's auto repair shop and pulled a box from his workbench and showed cast iron feet. He cast iron? That would cast be heavy. Well, yeah, it had only 2,000 pounds. It didn't, oh, it gosh, didn't but yeah. it definitely had a good imprint. <laughs> okay, I was like, no way, this weighed 2,000 pounds. Oh so, God. Tony's boss actually showed him a National Geographic bo- uh, page with, uh, I believe it was a dinosaur, and they were like, we want to recreate the footprint from this dinosaur. For and fun. They did. So, they thought it would be fun, and they made plaster ones, and then they realized these aren't going to work. I think it was either the water, the sand, or they were just, like, not heavy enough, yeah. and that's why they made the iron ones. They, um... I'm trying to see. They definitely like paid some people to be quiet about it too. Um. Do, you ever, do you ever think like, wow, some people need to get hobbies. This is, <laughs> this their is hobby. the greatest hobby. You know, I mean, it's not like he was hurting yeah. anyone Maybe technically. I need a hobby. He scared that dog. Yeah, they bolted, but I guess he cast iron feet. <laughs> they bolted a pair of high top sneakers to the iron feet and then loaded them in a rowboat robo- and headed into the Gulf. So they did through the boat and then swam to shore. Swam to shore with cast iron feet. Yeah, that's, well, that yeah, that's hard. Like, that's a bit of good swimmer. Signorini titled his monster creation Denny the Dinosaur. He stepped in the shallow water and set off down the beach. To create the illusion of a long stride, Signorini would stand on one leg, swing the other one back and forth to build momentum, and then take a leap. So this is a what? lot of effort. This is to get the four to six foot so gate. Yeah. Oh, he really thought this through. He did. All this in the middle of the night. Each foot weighed about 30 pounds. And oh. he swam? Mm-hmm. Jeez. A strong man. This guy, like, missed out on his calling. <laughs> Which was... He could have been the Olympic <laughs> Endurance swimming or something. Join the Olympics. For years after, the Signorini would pull the feet out and regale... regale? Regale friends and family with the tail. So he did not really keep this a secret. It seemed this was actually pretty much a not so secret secret. But the articles themselves seemed to like go along with it. It's fun. <laughs> just really? It was weird. Just no, a it was of fun yeah. articles. Unfortunately, the both men have died since Aww. then. Actually, a long time ago. Signorini did die in ninety one, I believe, in like two thousand six. It was not that long ago. But his legacy lives on. His legacy yeah, lives on. Um, his I actually know his um, niece, great niece, or granddaughter. It's his granddaughter. Her uncle owns the shoes, the cast oh iron God. steps. And really? She, uh, yeah, she went to school with my brother. Shoes? There might have been more footprints. The Signorini actually did claim that he did it uh, many times over the like the 40s and 50s era. Yeah. And there's probably times we have not heard of. Rob, if you went through all that trouble and they got washed away. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, so I um I pulled up a picture of him and he's just like this little man wearing his, his dinosaur feet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Like, you're just having Aww, fun. I'm so happy. So yeah. we'll put these pictures on our Instagram at clearwaterlib. You can see all the... All the dinosaur feet. All the dinosaur feet. Yeah. All the pictures. There are pictures of the tracks, are there? There are some from um, the newspaper clippings. They're a little hard to see, but we can definitely upload them. Okay. And you can see how big they are. Some One of them has a matchbox next to it for size scale. Um, so they solved that. But what about the things? Oh, the moon 
hope you guys Absolute enjoyed. Absolute legend. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, thank you. There was more than one twist. Yeah. There was at least five. That was a great story. Yeah. Good job, Danielle. I'm, I've had a fun time with this story. He'll live along in my heart forever. <laughs> So that was the story of the Clearwater Monster. Uh, join us next time for another uh, wacky story on the Beta Beach Podcast. Bye. 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 <laughs>